Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I'm your host Danny, and today I am doing a solo podcast from Dubai and I thought I'd do a little bit of an update on me. So first of all, what am I doing here? Um, I'm essentially just living out here for a month. It's not a holiday as such, it's not like a break from um, work or training it's just a change in environment, some sun, some fresh air, um, some spending some time on my own, on myself, and networking, meeting new people. I am staying with one of my friend's family members, and so I've got like an environment where I can work and cook my own meals. It's not a massively expensive trip because of that. And I'm in my usual routine. So with that being said, please do not hesitate to reach out if any of you do have any questions whatsoever on anything nutrition, training related as always, on post-show, health, um, life, or if you wish to inquire for coaching with me, you are more than welcome to. Do not hesitate to reach out. I'm not on holiday. I know sometimes when you see coaches go away, um, you, you might not want to disturb them, but I'm not on holiday. I'm just essentially living out here for just under a month. I'm here until the 20th of March. Um, I'm on my own for now. And then in, I think, a week and a half, my friend Lydia is joining me and we're moving over to a different area of Dubai. So I'm currently not far from the mayor and we're moving over to Marina when Lydia joins me, which will be lovely. And again, we're just going to be working, training together and um, then on the weekends, probably enjoying a little bit of downtime together. So interestingly, this morning's email was actually about how sometimes you need to shake things up a little bit for a change in perspective on life in order to move you forwards. And obviously this does not have to involve catching a flight, going to a different country. Um, but if you are feeling unmotivated, if you're feeling uninspired and if you're bored of your routine, then you have the power to make change, make your life more interesting and make your life more fulfilling. Some examples of small things that you could do to change your routine and spice things up a little bit and um, do something different which can spark that interest and make your life feel more fulfilling are things like trying new recipes you could introduce a new food that's actually a goal that I set some of my clients I set my clients the goal of introducing a new food each week or having a food that they've not tried in a really long time because nutrient diversity first and foremost is really good for our health and it also helps with the enjoyment of your nutrition and the enjoyment of your life um, and that enjoyment in itself can contribute to good digestion so it's really important so that goal of introducing a new food each week or a food that you've not tried in a long time can be really productive both mentally and physically so that's something that I would recommend a lot of people do and try new recipes you know it doesn't have to be a crazy recipe it doesn't have to be really high in calories if your goal is fat loss for example there are so many great ideas for recipes out there which can be factored into calorie or macronutrient targets 
if you are currently tracking. Um, I believe that Joe Wicks has a book, I think Lean in 15. You could take some inspiration from that. I've had a really good recipe book. I can't remember what it was called. Um, I'll try and dig that out and let you know if you have any questions on that. There's, there's so many recipe books out there and you could even get a standard recipe book and then just adapt it slightly to make it lower calorie if your goal is fat loss. For example, swapping oils for fry light, um, swapping cheese for lower fat cheese alternatives, um, swapping fattier meat for lean cuts of meat such as chicken, turkey or whitefish. Um, there are so many things you can do, so just be a little bit inventive with it. You could walk a new route if you walk to work, for example, you could try a different route or if you just go on a, a walk each day to get your steps in, change it up if you're feeling unmotivated, bored and uninspired. Um, reach out to a friend that you haven't seen in a while, get together with them. You could travel to a different city. Um, it doesn't have to cost much. You could just get on the train or in your car and go to a different city and see what's there go to different coffee shops, um, go on a different walking route there. You could speak to someone brand new, someone that you've never spoken to before. Maybe there's someone on social media that you've wanted to reach out to, but you haven't done that yet. Reach out to them. If you're feeling sort of like your routine is mundane, you have the power to do these small things to change up. You don't have to get on a flight and go somewhere new. So these are just some ideas and um, the reason I'm talking about this partially is um, because it's something that actually one of my clients mentioned. She went on holiday, actually to Dubai, funnily enough, and she came back and checked in with me and she said that she realised that she wasn't really making the most of her life. And she felt as though she needed to implement some of the things that she did while she was away in her everyday life and go to new places make an effort to get out of her usual routine every now and again um, make time for downtime with the people that she values in her life because she came out here and that forced her because obviously she was only going to be here for a week it forced her to do different things try different foods that she might not have done in the UK and she enjoyed it and felt so much more fulfilled after she did that and she felt so much less stressed less anxious um, and more satisfied with her life that she realized she needs to do more of those things when she comes back to the UK so it was actually a client that inspired that little ramble from me just there um, and I think it's something that more of us need to do as we obviously only get one life and um, unfortunately, we never know when it's going to end, so we need to take advantage of that. And there are things we can do every day to make sure that we are living a life that we find personally fulfilling. Um, and what's fulfilling for one person might not be fulfilling for the next. So you've got to find what works for you and what makes you happier and do more of that. Anyway, I wanted to talk a little bit about how you can enjoy your life, eat out and travel if you wish to stay healthy, fit, strong and in shape or progress towards being fitter, healthier, stronger or improving your body composition, you can still eat out, you can still enjoy your life and you can still travel 
if you wish to do those things and progress with your fitness goals. And I wanted to talk about how you can do that. So one of the things which actually enables me to basically hold maintenance when I do travel is that I don't aggressively diet in the run up to it. In fact, I haven't actively tried to manipulate my body composition for well over a year now. Um, probably a year and a half since I last competed essentially I have not tried to actively manipulate my body composition my body composition has changed as a result of me training hard and eating well hitting the basics and fundamentals when it comes to nutrition sleeping well recovering well my body composition has improved as a result of me doing those things but it has not been an active pursuit of fat loss um, so that's something to bear in mind. And like I said, one of the things that enables me to hold maintenance when I travel, when I go away, when I'm out of my usual routine, is that I don't try to aggressively manipulate my body composition in the run up to that. Um, and I haven't tried to manipulate my body composition purposefully at all, never mind aggressively. So if you do an aggressive fat loss phase before you travel or before you have a particular social occasion, what this can often lead to, which makes it very hard to maintain, is you being really physically hungry when you do actually go away or if you do anything social, therefore increasing the likelihood of you overeating past your energy requirements. So to the point you're in a calorie surplus and therefore gain body fat. At the end of the day, when we travel, when we enjoy social occasions, it's much more likely that we're going to be eating more calorie dense, hyper palatable foods, which are very easy to overconsume. So that makes it easy to be in a surplus first and foremost. And then add to that you being really physically hungry because you've just run an aggressive fat loss phase and your likelihood of being in a surplus is very high. So if you can take away that variable of you being extremely physically hungry by not pursuing fat loss in the run-up to social occasions or holidays, you're going to make it much easier for yourself to sort of eat to match your energy requirements and therefore for you to maintain your current body composition as opposed to gain body fat. So that's something to bear in mind. The next point is aggressive fat loss in the run-up to social occasions or traveling can lead to you being incredibly food focused whereas the last point i was talking about physical hunger food focus is very often psychological and it comes due to often you having restricted yourself to foods that you don't enjoy foods that you might class as boring foods during your fat loss phase and now when you've had when you've come to your social occasion or you've come to travel or go on holiday you're exposed to lots of like delicious foods that you didn't previously allow yourself to have and because you're so food focused it's going to be very hard to ignore those foods and again it's going to increase your likelihood of over consuming those foods if food focus is very high and it's all you can think about food focus will also take away from your ability to be present and enjoy your life and the experiences you're having because your thoughts will be consumed by food as opposed to them being consumed by 
um, enjoying the conversations that you're having or enjoying the environments that you're in, the experiences that you're having. So that's something to bear in mind as well. It's not just about trying to maintain your body composition. It's also about enjoying your life and being incredibly food focused takes away from your ability to enjoy your life. So that's something to bear in mind as well. If you're thinking about aggressively dieting in the run up to an experience, an occasion or a holiday. If you diet aggressively, your relationship with food and body image can sometimes take a hit as well. I'm not saying always, because if you pursue fat loss in a smart manner, it won't, or it will be very minimal. However, it is common and it is possible for your relationship with food and body image to take a hit during an aggressive fat loss phase. And first of all again what i'm going to touch on is this isn't just about maintaining your body composition it's also about enjoying your life and being able to be present in the moment and if your body image isn't in a good place it's going to massively take away from your ability to enjoy your holiday or your social occasion um, because again your thoughts are going to be revolving around your body and how you look as opposed to enjoying the experiences that you're having in the company that you're in and we all know that if we have bad body image days, which we all have, by the way, you're, you're never going to get to a place where 24-7 you feel absolutely fantastic. Everyone has bad body image days. We all know that on those days you struggle to enjoy experiences as much and you don't feel like you can be your best self physically or mentally if you're having bad body image days. And... um again it just takes away from your ability to enjoy the present moment and enjoy the experiences in your life so if you've dieted in an aggressive manner to the point your body image has taken a hit and then you go away it's going to take away from your ability to enjoy the experience and that's not something that we want so it's important to do everything we can to avoid negatively impacting our body image it might also affect what you feel comfortable wearing um it might affect who you feel comfortable hanging around with you might be comparing yourself to others more often if your body image isn't in a good place so these are all things to consider and on top of that like i said your relationship with food can sometimes take a hit in itself when you're running aggressive fat loss phases which can lead to disordered eating behaviors that won't positively contribute to your progress they will take away from your ability to progress um or potentially set you backwards in some circumstances and they also have a really negative impact on our overall health and quality of life if our relationship with food takes a hit it's not a nice place to be in and it can take a long time to repair that so again something else to consider if you're thinking about manipulating your body composition in the run-up to a holiday social occasion traveling etc now, if you do want to pursue fat loss in the run-up to an occasion, this is absolutely fine. However, there are some things that you can do to help make sure you're in the best place possible at the end of that fat loss phase and to ensure you're in a position to be able to maintain the progress that you've worked really hard to achieve whilst enjoying your life. And this is, again, something that I touched on with a client last week during her, her check-in. Um, she went away on holiday and she ate out but when she ate out she didn't feel the need to go into a quote-unquote fuck it mode because in her fat loss phase she didn't restrict herself from any 
particular food groups. There were no food groups off limits. She enjoyed food variety. She enjoyed her meals throughout her fat loss phase. It was steady. It wasn't too aggressive. Um, she didn't feel like super physically hungry when she went away because um, we didn't diet incredibly aggressively. She achieved great fat loss progress, but it was nice and steady. It wasn't all, it wasn't an extreme diet where she was on super low, hard to adhere to calories and super high cardio. She wasn't feeling exhausted. Um, and so, yeah, that meant that she didn't feel the need to go into a fuck it attitude when she went away. We also made sure that her relationship with food stayed in a really good place. And she still had, she had a great body image all the way through her fat loss phase. Um, and we also utilized a, a refeed, which can, with some clients, be beneficial psychologically at one point in her, her fat loss phase as well. So... There were lots of factors which in combination meant that she was able to, to go away on holiday and enjoy social occasions. She had alcohol in moderation. Um, she ate out a lot. She only trained once. Um, but whilst enjoying that quote unquote balance, she was able to maintain the condition that she was in. Now, I do want to point out that she's still put in the work. She still made sure that she was active every single day. Her steps were quite high. She still did her cardio session over the week, although she only trained once, she did that cardio session. Um, and so when you're striving for balance and when you're striving to be able to enjoy your life whilst maintaining your progress or still progressing, you have to put the work in on the training and nutrition side to some extent. You can't just completely go into like, I'm going to be on the like flexible side of balance, but not put any of the work in because if you do that, like you won't maintain your progress or you won't still progress. There has to be some work put in, um, but you can enjoy your life whilst maintaining or still progressing. Um, and she came back and she said, she was like, Oh my God, it just makes me realize how I can actually enjoy my life whilst being in a, being in a condition that I'm really happy with and still progressing towards my goals and feeling really good. It doesn't have to be all or nothing when in the past she might've felt like she was either all in or all out, but we found this happy medium now where she's still able to progress whilst enjoying her life. And that in my opinion should be a lot of people's goals to get to that happy medium where you can just maintain pretty much year round. You've achieved your goals or you can hang around maintenance, but still make progress event. Like over the long term, things can change in a positive manner from a body composition, performance, health perspective, but you don't feel the need to be at one end of the spectrum or the other, or constantly doing aggressive diets and regaining the body fat that you've worked really hard to achieve, then having to do another fat loss phase again, because you've just gone backwards. The goal for a lot of people should be to make their progress that they're striving to achieve and then sit at maintenance and be able to enjoy their life whilst maintaining that progress that they've made. And sometimes that mean that means that the process of achieving that progress can be a little bit longer. But if that enables you to actually then just sit at maintenance and enjoy a happy medium, it's so worth that process being a bit longer as opposed to you doing an aggressive fat loss phase, which leads to you going backwards at the end of it. So that's something to 
bear in mind. And I wanted to talk about what I mean by there still has to be work put in on the nutrition and training side of things if you wish to still progress or maintain whilst enjoying your life. So for example, I always make sure that I hit the basics and fundamentals and I make sure that my clients still hit the basics and fundamentals on a daily basis to ensure that I and they can progress wherever we are and whatever we're doing, such as we have, we make sure we have four protein feedings spread throughout the day. And each one of those protein feedings should contain at least 20 grams roughly of protein um, for us relatively small females. So four protein feedings daily, each one contains 20 grams of protein as minimum. Fine if you go over that. Um, if you're going out, for example, I went out for breakfast yesterday and had French toast. I knew that I was going to have something which didn't contain a protein feeding. So I just had some Greek yogurt before I went, which was my protein feeding with some fruit in it. So I'd hit that fundamental before I went for that meal. So that's an example of something you can do to make sure that you hit that point. If you're going out and you want a meal that doesn't contain a protein feeding, which is absolutely fine. Another fundamental is that you train hard. I always train hard. Like I love my training and that is a huge factor enabling me to continue to progress whilst enjoying my life. Um, yes, I might go out and eat some more calorie dense foods, but I also train really hard. I don't just eat those super calorie dense meals and then sit around and vegetate all day and lay on the beach all day. I make sure that I still get some, some hard training in so that I'm able to progress towards my goals, so that I'm able to get fitter and stronger. And um, that as a result often results in positive changes from a body composition perspective without it being my main focus. I sleep well each night wherever possible yes obviously there's nights where there are factors that are out of my control which do disturb my sleep and that's the case for everybody and that's okay if you had the odd night but it's about doing everything you can to prioritize your sleep where possible such as winding down before you go to bed I tend to wear my blue light blockers for an hour or so before I go to bed uh, making sure that your bedroom is cool and dark and quiet. If it isn't dark and quiet, then you could consider a sleeping mask or some earplugs. Um, they're not expensive and it will make a huge difference if you sleep well. Make sure that you've got a good pillow um, make sure that you're not having caffeine after about midday because that can sometimes disturb your sleep and um, try to maintain a consistent bedtime and wake time to regulate your circadian rhythm. So there are things you can do to prioritize your sleep and your sleep will have a big impact on recovery and therefore your adaptations to your training. You'll only adapt in a positive manner if you can recover from your training and if you get adequate nutrition. So that's something to bear in mind. I also make sure that I stay hydrated on a daily basis. I always have a big water bottle with me everywhere I go and um, that's really important, especially if you're in a hot country. I also make sure that I eat plenty of fruit and veg throughout the day. Just going back to that example where I had the French toast yesterday. Before I went, I had some Greek yogurt with some fruit. And again, it made sure that I'd hit that fundamental before I went out for breakfast where I knew I wouldn't be having any fruit. And I knew that I wouldn't be having any protein. It doesn't have to be Greek yogurt. You could have like a protein shake or some cottage cheese 
whatever your heart's desire or you could order something like eggs with your breakfast and that would hit your protein requirements or you can often with breakfast add bits so um you could add some smoked salmon again protein sauce or something like that or you can always ask for some egg whites added to an omelette and things like that at breakfast so there are lots of ideas and lots of ways in which you can get your protein and, and fruit and veg in and most places when you go to restaurants you can have veg on the side as well so that's something to consider and again with breakfast places they usually do like a fruit option so again that's how you can hit that fundamental of getting plenty of fruit and veg in throughout the day and generally whilst i'm on holiday if i'm snacking it'll be on something like fruit because fresh fruit is really nice on holiday it tends to be and um i enjoy fruit so i'll usually snack on something like that if you're someone who finds it hard to get fruit and veg in your diet get some frozen fruit and veg it's still going to do the job it's great and it's quick and easy and it also lasts longer so it'll probably save you money so get some frozen fruit and veg you can get the steam frozen veg packs which you can literally just chop in the microwave for a couple of minutes and then it's ready so they're ideal if you're someone who doesn't have the time to prepare veg properly get some frozen veg packs um, get some frozen fruit and again you can just put it in the microwave or one of my go-to meal prep meals or snacks is greek yogurt with frozen fruit and i'll leave the fruit frozen because then when i go out and about it'll gradually defrost and then when i come to eat it it will have kept the greek yogurt cold um, but the fruit will have defrosted a little bit so it's actually edible and it's not rock solid so that's one of my go-to like meal prep meals slash snacks that's really quick and easy that requires about zero preparation um, but does the job and ticks all of the boxes so yeah get yourself some frozen fruit and veg in um, and if you don't particularly like fruit and veg you can always put veg into soups you can make fruit into smoothies or blend it into a protein shake so you barely notice it there are lots of different ways you can get it in if you're making something like a chili or um, a lasagna you can put like veg into the sauce so that you barely taste it again there are lots of different ways around it but we need plenty of fruit and veg in our diet and it's not about body composition that point is about your health and your recovery so it's a fundamental and we only get one body and one mind so our health is so important another thing that i make sure that i do is that i eat mindfully i sit down to eat all of my meals i don't eat standing up or when I'm driving or on the go, walking around, I make sure that I sit down to eat wherever possible and I chew my food properly. I eat slowly without distractions and that enables me to be more in tune with my hunger cues and I give myself permission to stop eating when I'm full, if I get full. For example, if I go out for a meal and the portion is massive, you don't need to eat everything that's on your plate and if you do, and you're eating to the point you're absolutely stuffed you're going to be eating beyond your energy requirements and you're probably going to gain body fat that's the reality of it so eating mindfully can be a really useful tool to help you sort of regulate your the energy coming in in line with your energy requirements and it also it will just help with your overall quality of life and your the way that you feel on a daily basis because if you're not eating mindfully and you're for example wolfing down your meals finishing everything on your plate because you feel like you have to 
um, and you're eating to the point you're uncomfortably full, that doesn't feel good. It doesn't, it doesn't make anyone feel good. And so that's going to have negative impact on your quality of life. So eating mindfully is really important from that perspective, as well as just regulating the quantity of food you're having in line with your energy requirements. So eat in a mindful state, chew your food properly, eat in a relaxed state with no distractions. So no TV, no laptop, no phone, um, put those things down or just put them upside down so you can't see the screen whilst you're eating and focus on the food that you're having. You'll also find if you eat mindfully, you actually enjoy your meals a lot more and you enjoy them for longer because they last longer. So it's worth it from that perspective as well, especially if you're having a really nice meal somewhere that you haven't been before or somewhere a little bit different or somewhere that you love. If you can eat slowly, you're going to have longer to enjoy that meal. So why would you not do that? Like it's so important and it will also help with your digestion to eat slowly and chew your food properly it's a game changer. When people have issues with their digestion, they always jump to supplements. It's probably one of the most common questions that I get asked. What supplements can I take to help my digestion? The best thing you can do is nail lifestyle factors, such as what I've just spoken through, staying hydrated, eating plenty of fruit and veg, sleeping well, sitting down to eat in a relaxed state, chewing your food properly That is going to have a bigger impact on your digestion than any supplement ever will and it's often neglected by a lot of people so if you're not doing that considering supplements is is just ridiculous you need to nail your lifestyle factors first supplements only ever like imagine a cake supplements only ever that icing on the cake they're never a fundamental and they will never have anywhere near as much of an impact as lifestyle factors ever will so you still need to put in the work in order to enjoy some life quote unquote balance if you wish to still progress towards your goals and maintain where you're at you can't just go into like fuck it mode and expect no consequences to come of that you can't put in no effort and still expect progress or to maintain the progress that you've worked really hard to achieve there still has to be effort on both both sides if you wish to maintain some sort of balance in your life and still progress towards your goals. And that's the point that I wanted to nail home with this podcast. And I wanted to give you some actionable steps that you can incorporate to make sure that you can live your life while still making progress over the long term or maintaining the progress that you've worked really hard to achieve. If, for example, you've just ran a fat loss phase and you're really happy in your own skin now and you want to just maintain where you're at, but enjoy your life there still has to be effort on the training and nutrition side of things. And it's really, really important to consider that. So I hope this podcast has been helpful, guys. If anyone has any questions, as always, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I am on Instagram as Danny Bosworth. That's D-A-N-N-I-B-O-S-W-O-R-T-H. I'll put that down in the description box below. Um, and my DMs are always open if any of you ever want to reach out for whatever reason. Um, myself and Charlie, who is a friend of mine, she's a fellow coach and she is a previous competitor as well with the IFBB and the PCA, like I was. Um, we are doing an Instagram live Q&A tonight at 6pm UK time. 
this Q&A is going to be all about life after competing. So basically regaining your, your normality, your normal post-show, letting go of your identity as a bikini competitor, as a bodybuilder, and regaining your mental and physical health, improving your body image, improving your relationship with food, gaining body fat post-show because that's necessary to restore health. All of these things, it's about that process. It can also be applied to post photo shoot. And this Instagram live Q&A will be useful for anyone, whether you're a previous competitor, whether you're currently competing and active with competing, um, anyone who is going to go through the post-show process in the future at some point or the post-photo shoot process in the future at some point. We want to know what questions you have. We want to know what aspects of that process you do struggle with, you have struggled with, or you think you're going to struggle with. So we've put a questions box up on our Instagram stories. Go over to my Instagram page and comment any questions that you have in that box or on any topics that you want us to cover on life after competing and getting to that point where you're healthy again, you're happy again, and you found who you are outside of the bikini competitor self that you previously had. We know and understand how difficult that process is both personally and professionally, we've both been through it. And we also have the professional knowledge to be able to help you with that process because we know what goes on on a physical, psychological, and like scientific level. So we want to be able to help you through that because there aren't, there isn't much talk about the post-show process or the post-photo shoot process. And it isn't as glamorous as the prep or the photo shoot prep. So we want to know what you struggle with and we want to know if you have any questions on that process and on what life is like after competing because we've both got there in like I will never compete again but I did it for a good five years so I've been there I understand and I want to help you so let me know if you have any questions on that just drop me a direct message on Instagram or come, comment on the questions box in my story because we would love to help you. The Instagram live Q&A will be saved to one of our Instagram pages so that you can catch up at a later date if you wish to do so. Um, so please tune in. As always, any of you have any questions on the podcast or the Instagram live, drop me a message. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world. If you could like, subscribe, share on your Instagram story that you are listening and comment below if you have any questions or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the absolute world. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day, guys, and I'll see you in the next one.